Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program of Calvary Live. I'm so glad that you're listening in and tuned in. And, of course, Calvary Live is the program where you get to call in and ask questions uh, about the Lord, about uh, maybe your Bible reading has brought up some questions, or maybe you need some clarity and understanding on a certain text in the Scriptures or a certain verse. I'd love to be able to talk to you and do my best in answering your questions. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I'm usually with you on Tuesday, and so glad to be with you on this day um, and looking forward to what the Lord has for us. So give me a call here on Calvary Live, and the number you just heard is 303-690-3000. That is the number you can call anywhere in the United States and be a part of the program. They will answer as long as we have open lines. So I suggest that you grab one of those open lines and give me a call. And let's talk about the things of the Lord, or perhaps you got a prayer request. I want to be able to pray with you, and, and there will be a lot of people just joining together uh, that are listening to the program that are going to lift uh, up your prayer requests as we go to the throne of grace, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares in time of need. So 303-690-3000, give me a call for your questions and also for your prayer requests. And I want to give you another means for you to be able to call in today, or not call in, but to be able to ask a question and to be able to give a prayer request. That's a text line. It is for texting only, and maybe that's a better option for you. Just make sure that you're safe when you're texting. And that number is 720 Three three six zero eight nine seven. So grab one of those open lines to talk uh, on the program, and um, the number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Again, my name is Jeff Figs. I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado. So let's go ahead. Let's go to Marley in Maryland. Marley, Marley, are you there? Yes. Uh... Hello, I talked to you, it's been some time ago. I I had asked you about me and my wife. Uh, For some reason, uh, like projects that we've been working on have came to a halt for over a year or more. Uh Okay, and, well, we're from the Caribbean, and we're not sure... If uh, maybe uh, some kind of spirit or demon might have followed us back here. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, I mean, what? I just want to get up. What's your opinion on that matter? You, you know, Marley, why do you think a demon followed you there? Because. Back- uh, my wife was studying hard every day to become a nurse. Uh-huh. 
And all of a sudden now she can't, uh, you know, concentrate on what she's doing. Okay. Every time she okay. starts doing some kind of studying or work, something mm-hmm. stops her. Mm-hmm. Are, now, I assume and um, that you're a Christian and your wife is a Christian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so you have the Spirit of God in you. And I, I want to give you a couple of perspective because we are engaged in a spiritual warfare. There's no question about that. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul talks about how we're to put on the whole armor of God. Um, you're probably familiar with that text. He says yes, that sir. put on the, yes. the, whole, homer, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, or that is the, 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 you know, the uh, fiery darts of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So I would encourage you to go back to this and look at that and all the pieces of armor that you're to put on, uh, because you know the enemy will try to come against you in any area of your life. Um, he will come against you, battle against you. Uh, he'll try to come against you in your mind. He's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night, and that's the work of the enemy. So you are engaged in a spiritual warfare, um, and that's for all of us that are Christians. Uh, that takes place in how he tries to get a foothold. Um, I don't know if there's a demon that followed you, you know, from the Caribbeans, but I do know that they're real. I do know that um, they will come against us. So as you go through those pieces of armor, um, they're all very important, and uh, they all have a certain um, y- you know, application for us as we look at uh, what is being said here. We're to stand. Uh, we're to gird our, our waist with truth. That is truth that is very important for us to um, be grounded in the Word of God. Uh, having the breastplate of righteousness, uh, that's protection, the, the breastplate for the most vital organs. Uh, make sure that uh, you have the Lord in your heart. Make sure that uh, the Word of God is in your heart. Uh, shod your feet with the preparation of gospel of peace. And, and then he goes on and he talks about the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation um, is something that protects your mind. So make sure that you are taking in the Word of God and that you're renewing your mind. And we know that as the enemy is the accuser of the brethren, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of testimony. So we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory as Christians. And you keep your heart and your mind on the Lord and ask for help, and he's there to help you. Uh, I do not believe that, you know, um, you pray for your home. You know, you pray— Pray for a covering of your home, and as you speak mm-hmm. of the praises of God, and as the light of Jesus Christ is evident in your house, the darkness is going to be dispelled. It's kind of uh, like when you go into a dark room, what do you do, Marley? You turn on a light. You turn on a light. That's what you do, brother. And yeah. you turn on the light. You turn on the light of the gospel, the light of Jesus Christ, go over that armor, Make sure that you're putting on that armor every single day because the enemy doesn't fight fair. He's looking yeah. for you not to have 
the the sword of the the uh, spirit, which is the word of God. He's looking for you not to have your you know breastplate of righteousness and and you know the helmet of salvation and all these things because he's looking to lop your head off is what he's looking to do. Yeah. And so make sure you got all those armors on and be praying for each other, be praying with each other, be praying in your home and speak the things of the Lord, the light of Jesus Christ. I, I really believe for me, that's a key for me because when I feel attacked by the enemy and he does, he attacks my mind where I can't focus on the word of God. I can't focus on a message. I, I'm filled with you know fear. I'm filled with anxiety, all those things. I have to go to the Lord and I have to trust in him, and he begins to minister to me his strength, his courage, his comfort, everything that I need is found in the Lord, and I focus on him. And, you know, James says that submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That is a promise for you. Okay. Okay, Marlon? Brilliantly. (laughs) The Word of God. Keep in the Word of God keep singing the praises of the Lord. That's one thing the enemy hates, is when when his the saints of God are on their knees praying, and when they're speaking the praises of God, and renewing their minds with the Word of God, and putting on the whole armor of God. So, Marley, let me, let me pray for you, okay? Okay. Father, I pray for Marley. I pray for my brother. I thank you that he called, and Lord, that he would know that there's there's victory in Christ, but we still do battle. And, Lord, I pray that you would just uh, protect his home, um, that any darkness there is dispelled. And, Lord, that you would help his wife to be able to focus on um, the things she needs to in her studies. And, Lord, that both of them would just be able to put on the whole armor of God uh, because we do battle against um, principalities and powers. And we are to stand against the wiles uh, of the enemy. And we are to stand firm, um, the darkness, uh, and the way to do that is bring light. So I pray that you would do that for Marley and his wife. I pray that you would uh, bring um, just comfort and strength and stability, and they would know that they are fighting from victory, and they have victory in you. And, Lord, that you would just overcome, uh, as we are told in Revelation chapter 12, uh, the accusation of the enemy that comes against us by the word of testimony and the blood of the Lamb, that they belong to you, Lord. And I pray for that peace in their home in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank God you. bless you. Bet, Marley, God bless you. Be praying for you. God bless you, too. Okay. Right. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. We've gone right to the phone lines, and let's continue to do that. Let's go to Kimberly. Kimberly on line one. Hi. How are you, Kimberly? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. Good. I, I'm calling in, actually. Um, I've been married for about 13 years now. And we have, sorry about that, we have a two-year-old and a four-year-old boy, and uh, boys, and we were having a lot of trouble um, with, I guess, parenting styles, and and I guess Mm -hmm. the kids being able to play us against one another, and um, 
you know, we kind didn't have kids for the first eight years of our marriage, so we kind of, you know, didn't really discuss a whole lot. But it's right. it's causing a whole lot of bickering, and and yeah. I don't know. It can do that. <laughs> yeah, you got your hands full with two boys, three and four years old, and. You know, even at that young of an age, they understand to divide and conquer, and um, <laughs> they 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 do, and it'll continue. So here's the real key for you guys: first of all, that discipline is part of your role as parents. We see that all throughout the scriptures. Um, Ephesians chapter six says that fathers don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So first of all. Moms are a part of that, but dads are to take the lead in that. And what it means to bring them up in the training, admonition is instruction of the Lord, training of the Lord. There is the discipline that we are to bring to them, just as the Lord disciplines us, as Hebrews tells us, because he loves us. And so here's the key. You and your husband have got to be on the same page. And what you need to do is you need to sit down, go through the Scriptures, go through Proverbs, and it talks a lot about disciplining, you know. Um, it talks about uh, raising your children so you don't raise a child that is spoiled, uh, just as the Lord doesn't want us to be spoiled. Um, but they need to to learn, um, y- you know, discipline. And you guys, if you're not on the same page, then mm-hmm. there is going to be conflict and there's going to be difficulty in that. So that's a real key. And the, the other thing, too, is, you know, it's hard parenting when they're young because you don't always get to do what you want to do, and it's mm-hmm. it's 24-7, isn't it? And, yes, um, and I'm, I'm, it is. I'm home with them all day long, and then Dad right. comes home, and he's sort of like, yeah, he's the savior of the good guy, and so yeah, Mom becomes bad guy, and so that's sort of, you know, conflicts right there. So, And, and oh. that's where I would— um, you know, if you guys uh, belong to a church, get, just get some good counsel yeah. from a pastor that will walk you through the scriptures in that, because it's really important that dad takes the the lead in the home. And that includes discipline. That includes when they come home. I, I raised four kids, um, Sue and I did, and they're all adults right now. But and my wife homeschooled the kids, so she was home oh, <laughs> all all day long. Yeah, she homeschooled all four kids all through high school. <laughs> and, and you guys are alive still. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> live and yeah, and you'll get yeah. through it. But what okay. really helped? She needed my support. She needed yeah. my support. She needed my lead in that. And I didn't do it perfectly. She'd be the first to tell you that. Because I come home and it's like dad's home and you mm-hmm. know, we could tell you all kinds of, of kind of interesting, funny kind of stories, um, how the kids did try to play play us, um, you yeah. know, once in a while. And, you know, you get a phone call by one of them that was small and you know, mommy's being mean to me and things like that. <laughs> But but that's what, you know, you're facing what every parent will face that has small kids. But it was important for me to, to um, for them to know this, that when you are disobedient or when you talk back to mom, um, that not only are you doing wrong, according to the scriptures, but you're sinning against God. And then also mom's just not mom. 
this is my bride, this is my wife. And that gives them a new perspective. And it's a healthy perspective in the long run because they know that dad loves mom and we're not going to cross mom. We're not going to challenge mom because then we're going to hear about it. And that's something that, you know, they're little bundles of sin. They're going to challenge <laughs> and they're going to, they're going to throw fits and all of that. But you've got to be on the same page when it comes to, to raising your children and to every day sit down and go over it and then deal with their hearts. Kimberly, you, okay. you know, dad's got to deal with their hearts, not just you did wrong, get up to your room and out of anger and all of this, but to talk to them about how they talk to mom, how they treat each other, you know, about lying, um, about all those different things. And then um, it's so important that, um, you know, that the husband understands you're at home all day, that you come home, you need that support and, and you need that encouragement. And, and the kids respond to that. The best response kids to mom and dad is when they know that dad loves us, but he loves mom. And this is his bride. And, um, you know, there's going to be consequences for what we do wrong. And mom and dad are together on that. So that's a few things you can talk through. But I would encourage you that, you know, just try to, to, you know, work that out, be on the same page. And that's going to help with the conflicts. Okay. Thank you. That, that does help so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, and Kimberly, and, and this isn't just for you, um, but it's for anybody listening. We, you know, as um, like for here in Greeley, we're here because we want to serve people. We want to help people. So don't be afraid to, to reach out and ask for that help um, because pastors want to do that. We want to see healthy marriages. We want to see healthy families. And um, and we want to be able to help out. And, and you know, we go through the same thing. So... Uh, they're there to pray for you, your church, your your pastor, to minister to you. So don't be afraid. I always encourage people: don't be afraid to ask for prayer or ask for advice, and um, and and they're there to serve you in that way. Okay. All right. Well, I will drop them off at your house in about one hour. <laughs> no, but I really I do appreciate it. That does that does definitely help so much. So thank okay. you, Kimberly. Can mm-hmm. I pray for you? Sure. Thanks. Father, I just pray for Kimberly and her husband. I just pray that you would bless her and they would come together on the same page. And Lord, that you would just um, give them assurance and give them resolve. And Lord, that it's not easy raising kids, especially when they're young, two young boys. But Lord, that uh, they would be able to have the confidence that, um, Lord, you're going to work in their hearts and that um, you would just... um, just work in this situation where the conflicts begin to dissolve and uh, they come together uh, desiring uh, to to be the parents that you've called them to be and loving their kids, disciplining them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless Thank you, Kimberly. You. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. It's not always easy being parents, is it? But... You know, um, the Lord will help you and guide you, and he gives us so much guidance in, in the Word of God, and it's so wonderful to be able to have that. Let me give you that text line again. That text line is 720-336-0897. If you have a 
question or a prayer request, you can text it in, and as time permits, uh, we will go to that. But we've been hitting the phone lines right from the very beginning. Let's continue to do that. Let's go to Danny in Aurora. Hello. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm doing great in South Pasadena. I'm doing good, Danny. What do you got for me? So uh, I have a friend um, who, uh, for a while now, uh, has been, uh, many times that we come together, uh, he brings up this saying uh, that he supposedly, he said that he got from the Lord, um, but it's nowhere to be found in Scripture. And any time that he gives a Scripture reference, it it's not within context, it doesn't uh, mean what it's saying. I mean, um, and anyway, um, I guess I'm, I'm trying to understand, you know, how, you know, to, to deal with him. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you know, he, he brings it up plainly all the time, you know, like any time. And I'm just like, you know, it gets, it gets real old because, you know, he strongly believes this, but it's, you know, like I said, it's nowhere in scripture, you know? Um, and this, the saying is the blood is in the word. And, uh, you know, he's trying to use, uh, several verses, uh, one of them being revelation, uh, 19, uh, chapter 19, verse 13. And, uh, First of all, the, the 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 saying doesn't make any sense, really. Right. Um, right. And then, secondly, uh, as you know, looking at the verses that he's given, uh, it does not mean that at all. You know, such as the one from Revelation nineteen thirteen, um, and he's trying to say that as you through saying that he's saying that essentially when you read the word. Christ's blood cleanses us as we read the Word. Okay. And that's not a true statement. No. Um, so now... What, our, why does he keep bringing it up? I was just wondering. Didn't mean to interrupt um, you. No, no, it's fine. I, I feel like it's... Uh, I, I'll i be honest with you, to, to maybe go a little more psychological, um, I, I think it's... Uh, a sense of something that he's holding on to because he feels like the Lord has talked to him, has spoken to him. Um, and he doesn't want to let that go or, or say that he's wrong in that because then he may question whether or not God actually speaks to him and then it may destroy his entire, you know, whatever, you know, I, I don't know. And that, and I've actually heard him say something similar to that. Um, yeah, and, and that I, you know that br- that brings up another you know kind of issue, and the thing about it is is first of all to be able to talk to somebody they have to be teachable, you know they have to be teachable or are they willing to be you know listen, and you can oftentimes when you engage in that conversation I'm sure you're probably doing this is what do you mean by that, and how do you back that up with scripture and when they start oh, yeah. talking. And then who are you listening to? Uh, because, exactly. you know, his his clothes dipped in blood, you know, what does that mean? And um, and what do you mean you're forgiven by the Word of God? And he may go on and on, and 
And then all you can do if he's willing to listen is try to give him scripture. It's like the religious leaders would come to Jesus and they would always test him. They would always come to him and say, well, what about this? And Jesus would say, well, you're mistaken. Have you not read? It is written. And he would go back to scripture and hopefully that he's teachable to hear where he'll receive it. But that that's the thing. Some people get into you know, this faith movement or weirdness, and they just are stuck in it. And I think that kind of following up, asking some questions, where are you getting that from? You know, who you're listening to? Um, you know, why Why do you think it is? Um, and, well, you and know, that's, to try... that's the thing we have. I mean, this has been going on for quite a while now, and yeah. the problem is, is that I can't tell you how many times where I've, just wanted to be like, look, man, you know, if you keep bringing this up, we're just not going to be able to talk because the Bible makes it clear that people who um, are bring up, you know, are, are divisive over words and um, um, there, there's specific things about people who do such things that you're not to have anything to do with them. And uh, because, like I right. said, we've gone through all this. I, I've asked him you know, what it means, where, you know, he, he, he heard a voice say this to him, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, bro, if, that, if that's not in Scripture, and you can't back it up soundly from Scripture, and you're using right. verses that are out of context or, right. you know, just right. as you saw, because uh, Revelation 19:13 clearly is talking about the blood of his enemies are on his robes, um, not right. the blood, his blood, which is, uh, you know, for our redemption. Um, it's clearly referring to Isaiah 63, um, and you see that hinted at at verse 15 uh, shortly after, so two verses later. Um, and then it references the fact that he's, his name is the Word of God because of what Jesus said when he said, when, uh, you know, I'm not going to be the one to judge you, it'll be my words that are going to judge you. And here we, we see in Revelation 19 that fact playing out. We see God's Word coming and judging the nations, you know. Yeah, and, so, uh, you know, I think, you know, it sounds like to me you're doing everything, Danny, you can, going back to Isaiah 63, you know, verse 3, where it talks about the blood is sprinkled upon my garments, I have stained all my robes, and the day of vengeance is in my heart. Um, he's talking about when he comes back in the day of vengeance, the day of judgment. That's all you can do. But then after that, um, you know, Jesus didn't just keep arguing with the religious leaders. He didn't keep arguing with people. He said, have you not read? And then, you know, he he would say, quote the scriptures. He would take them back to the Word of God. Um, and, you know, that's what he would do. But yeah, I, I agree with you. You can't be this continual conflict with them all the time. Just pray that Lord help him to see his eyes opened up, you, you know, and to yeah. be able to say, I don't care if you hear a voice. Um, I'm going to test the spirits to see if they are of God, um, is exactly. what First John chapter 3 tells me to do. And if it doesn't line up with the Lord, I don't want to hear it. And and um, it's not of the Lord. So, you know, I think you're on the right track. And just pray for him. And But some people are not teachable. I don't know if he wants to debate or show how smart he is or how spiritual he is. But it's just going to take a little patience and discernment. 
And um, like you said, you've gone round and round on this, keep kicking the can down the road. And uh, there comes a times where it's like, hey, you, we've talked about this. This is what the Word of God says, and you leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Hey, can we can we go ahead and pray for him? Yes, sir. Father, I thank you for Danny. He, he He's firm in the Word. He wants to share the Word. But I pray this individual um, who's hanging on to things that just aren't biblical, that you would open his eyes to the truth, and that Danny would just be able to have discernment and wisdom and how to talk to him and keep firm to the Word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks, Danny. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, we're going... You bet. We're going to break. We'll be right back in about 90 seconds. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado on this wonderful day. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners all along the Front Range. I didn't even greet you guys because we went right to the phone lines right away, the program. And uh, I like doing that. And uh, this is what this program is about, to be able to call in at 303-690-3000 and ask questions and give prayer requests. And uh, so we got a, two open lines. Go ahead, call in. Uh, we got plenty of time to get to your questions or prayer requests. Love to talk to you. So welcome, Grace FM listeners. And also uh, you on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM. We've already got a call from Maryland. You too can call in as you uh, are listening in on your uh, stations and you are a week delayed. Uh, some of you are listening online uh, and uh, want to welcome you as well. So give me a call at 303-690-3000, and uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Also, uh, that text line, let me give it to you, that where you can uh, ask a question, text in a question, or a prayer request is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to phone lines again in just a second, but I do want to let you know that on Wednesday nights we're going through the Book of Revelation here at Calvary Greeley at 7 o'clock. we got a place for all the kids and youth groups, and we're in that section of the Book of Revelation where Jesus writes letters to the churches, seven letters to seven churches, Tomorrow night, we're going to be studying the Church of Philadelphia, and the Church of Philadelphia is the faithful church, and so much to learn from and glean from and apply to our own lives and to us as a church, and there's a very special promise that is given to the Church of Philadelphia that we're going to be looking at as well. So it speaks of that great missionary period of the 1700s and 1800s, that period of church history where um, so many great missionaries and evangelists came out. And uh, so we're going to be talking about all those things, um, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. So come join us Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. We're in the book of Romans. We're going to be in Romans chapter 10, actually, uh, this week. And uh, so we'd love to be able to uh, meet your family and uh, it's just uh, so wonderful to just go through the scriptures. And and one of the things I wanted to say to Danny um, is, in uh, um, as we were talking right before the break, it is so important um, that um, and 
you know, Danny, if you're still listening, uh, it, you know, what you're dealing with and this individual you're trying to minister to, it just reminds us how important it is that we go through the scriptures chapter by chapter, verse by verse, to keep everything in context. Otherwise, you can take a verse out and, and begin to make it say things or explain it in a way that really is out of its context. So, so important that we do that. So, hey, Travis has been waiting. So let's go to Travis and Thornton. Hi, Travis. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for waiting. Oh, yeah, not a problem. I'm pretty good. Um, I had a prayer request today. Um, I've been in a Bible information class for the last three months, and my uh, the talk of baptism has come up quite a few times. And I'm not opposed to a baptism, but I'm having trouble believing or I'm doubting the existence of heaven. And I don't feel like I can get baptized at that moment while I have that doubt. Is there anything you can... I'm just going to back up a little bit, Travis. So um, you're going through a Bible information class, and they're talking about baptism. Are they talking about water baptism? Yes. Okay. But you're saying you doubt heaven? Right. Like, there's just—I I can't even put my finger on it, but there's just this, like, doubt in my head that— keeps telling me, well, it's not real. It's not real. You're doing this or nothing. It's not real. And I'd really like to shake that feeling, honestly. Okay. Art, let me ask you this. Are you a believer? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? I I would really like to think so, because I believe in everything he's teaching, and I follow it full-heartedly. But then when it comes to the the aspect of death and where am I going afterwards, I get this sense of doubt and worry in my body. And, okay. You know? And, okay, and I, I'm just going to kind of walk you through this, because, you know, Jesus came, and he came for a purpose. And do you know what that purpose is? That purpose was to save us from our own sins. Amen. Thank. That's good, Travis. So he came to die for your sins. And the reason is, is because we're told in the Scriptures that all of us are born, you know, with a sin nature. And the wages of sin is death. That is spiritual death. I mean, we're all going to die physically, but there's a spiritual death. There's a separation from God. And it's really important to understand, particularly what the New Testament says, that Jesus came that we may have life. Matter of fact, Jesus... Um, you probably know the verse. It's the most famous verse in all of Scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. There is heaven, and and the Scriptures declare that there's heaven. And so it's coming to faith in understanding this, that as I come to Jesus and recognize my need to be forgiven, because that's the greatest need, that any man or any woman has is to be forgiven, that Jesus went to the cross and died for my sins. And when he was on that cross, he cried out, it is finished. I paid the price. I've done the work. Now we come in faith. We can't earn heaven. We can't work for heaven. Uh, we can't uh, merit it. It's it's given by faith alone, by his grace. Okay. That's 
we're forgiven. We have relationship with the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And then thirdly, we have the promise of eternal life or heaven. And I want to read to you from John chapter 14 that the disciples, in their last night with Jesus, they were troubled in their heart. They were confused. Things were going on they didn't quite understand. And Jesus said this, and this is a word for you, Travis, that let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus saying this. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, and I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So Jesus says to you, Travis, I got a place for you. I'm preparing a place for you. Heaven is real. We see that throughout the scriptures, that heaven is a place where, as to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, to know that it is a place where we are going to spend eternity with the Lord. So you can believe God's word. And if you can believe that Jesus died for your sins and you're forgiven and he rose again and he's alive at the right hand of the Father, you can believe that heaven is real. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Okay? Yeah, sounds good. And then, Travis, when it comes to baptism, baptism is just a response to all that. Baptism is identifying with Christ. It's a proclamation that I believe in Jesus. Um, I believe in him. Um, I'm forgiven. And as I am baptized, water baptized, is you identify with Christ in this newness of life. You're a new person as you come to Christ. I want to make sure that you have Christ in your heart. You understand what salvation is, that you come to Christ and ask for forgiveness and, and that you've asked him into your heart. And then we're forgiven. You're a new person, born again by the Spirit of God, and then know that heaven is real. Okay? Yes, yes. So have you done that? I I follow that Jesus has come and he has saved us, and I follow but, most of that. And it's, it really let, just let, is let, my big issue is I have that small doubt in my mind. Let, let me ask you this, Travis. Have you done that? Have you done that personally? Is he your Lord and Savior? Can you say that? Or are you kind of like, well, I know he's done that for us. Um, He came to this world. But have you made it your own? Have you come to him personally and called out to him? Because, see, it isn't about religion. It's about relationship. He wants to have a personal relationship with you because he loves you. And Travis, when he went to that place of execution, he did it for you personally. He died for your sins personally. And he hung on that cross. He was thinking about you, and he knew all about you, that you would be here in 2019 struggling with these things. And what he's saying to you is, come to me, and whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe in him for eternal life. And I want to know if you've done that. And, And if you haven't done that, I want to give you the invitation to do that right now. I I have not done that right at this moment. No, I have not. Do you want to do that? Uh, yes, 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 I do. Okay, okay. What I'm going to do 
is I'm going to pray with you, and you just kind of pray, I'm going to speak these words. But he loves you, and he wants to save you, and he's calling you to himself. And Father, I pray for Travis. And Travis, you can pray this in your heart, that Jesus, I believe that you came and died for me. You died for my sins. I confess that I am a sinner, but I know that you went to the cross for me. Please forgive me. And I believe that you rose again. You're alive speaking to my heart these things. And I know that, that, that the tomb is empty. And Jesus, I ask that you would be my personal Lord and Savior. And I want to walk with you. And I want to know you. And I thank you for having me call this radio station so I can know the truth that I'm forgiven as I surrender my life to you. And that as I repent and turn to you, my life is not its own. I thank you for this new beginning. And I just pray that I would know with no doubt that heaven is real, that you came to save me. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Travis, if you meant that sincerely in your heart, then welcome to the family of God. I appreciate it, and thank you. And he loves you, and what I want you to do is, um, you're in Thornton, find a good Bible-believing church, okay? Get a Bible, start reading your Bible, read the Gospel of John, and you're going to see that the Lord's going to minister to your heart. He loves you. Absolutely. I've uh, been, uh, I think we're going to go maybe this week, maybe next week, to Westminster Calvary. Um, I've been really enjoying the Calvary ministry. Um, I'm a Lutheran, or I've been attending Lutheran churches for now. Um, it just doesn't seem to add up for me. So I will be going there as soon as I can. Yeah, Pastor Jeff Kramer over there at Westminster Calvary, he's going to take good care of you. Uh, he is a wonderful Bible teacher, and um, they're going to love you over there. They're going to serve you. Make sure you make your way over there as soon as you can, and he'll answer Absolutely. any questions that you have, okay? Awesome. And you tell him, Travis, I sent you, okay? Absolutely. And, um, all right, Travis. God bless you. Keep Thank in you touch with us, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. God bless you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Wonderful. This is what this program's about, is to not only answer questions and to pray, pray with you, but declare truth and and um, for people to be encouraged in uh, the truth of God's Word and for them to come to the gospel. And, and it makes it worth it, um, just being able to tra- talk to Travis and uh, have him pray for salvation uh, makes my whole day. Amen? Hey, let's go to Leanne in Fort Collins. Leanne? Leanne, are you there? Did we lose you, Leanne? She was on line two. Okay. Leanne, I don't know if we lost you, but if you can call back, you had a question about hypocrisy and sin. Love to talk to you about those things. Hey, give me a call. I think we have open lines. And 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got some time to be able to answer your questions or to pray with you. That's the number I just gave you that you can call in and be on the air. Uh, The text line is 720-336-0897. And one of the things that the Lord's really laid on my heart is um, 
we live in a day and age where culture uh, is really changing fast. Uh, we look around us, we see the decline morally and spiritually, and uh, it's all around us. And I think a lot of us feel that. And, and perhaps as you're listening to this, you're saying, yes, there's there's more darkness, there's more confusion, there's more deception that is out there. And I just want to encourage you, be strong in the Lord. Make sure that you're you're hearing the Word of God, you're learning the Word of God, you're praying for the people that are linked to you in your life, that you're being a light to them. And one of the things that we're going to talk about in chapter 10 of uh, Romans is, Paul says, he talks about how salvation came to the Gentiles, and it was to provoke his countrymen to salvation. It was to provoke them to to jealousy. And it's true with us, as we are saved, as people see that you are uh, wise in the Lord, you have his peace, you have his comfort, um, that uh, there's something different about you than than what's out there in the world and culture and all of this with the confusion and and the stuff of the world, that they're provoked to jealousy, that they see the reality of Jesus Christ in you and say, yes, amen. Um, They say, I want that. Provoke them to jealousy, not in a haughty way, not in an arrogant way, but they see the peace of Christ that rules in your heart, the reality of Christ, the wisdom of Christ, and, and that you have an excellent spirit. That's what they would say of Daniel, and that's what they would say of Joseph of the Old Testament. There was an excellent spirit within him, and um, something different. And I pray that, that we're ones that, um, that we are that witness. It is so needed in the world today, uh, because things are just going um, to where it's going from bad to worse. And uh, so we want to make sure that we are uh, following uh not only after the Lord and staying firm in truth, but we're being light and sharing the love. There's two things that we can give to people, God's love and God's truth. And that's one of the things that we talk about in a staff meeting. I was talking to my congregation about it uh, even this week. We're preparing already for Vacation Bible School. And what we do here in Greeley is um, is that we do a park outreach in the main park here in Greeley and reach the community. And we want the kids and families as we invite them. We go out and hand out flyers and and door hangers and things like that and announce it on the radio. We want them to know that God loves them and Jesus died for them and that he wants to save them and forgive them and he has a wonderful plan for them. And uh, so it's a wonderful time to be alive um, we can look and get discouraged and all of that, but it's a wonderful time to be alive, to lead people to Christ, to tell them the truth. And I just want to encourage you in that. Well, let's go ahead and let's go to Christina in Littleton. Christina, Hi. how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Go ahead. So You're on Calvary Live. I'm just curious if, like, how you would know if you're called to singleness. Because I, like, I want to get married, and I have a kid already. I, I got pregnant in high school, so I'm a young mom, and my desire is to have a family and stuff, but it seems like nothing goes that way for me. So I pray about it a lot. I just don't know how to really know for sure if I should just go with being single for the rest of my life or not. Well, you know, Paul talks about that in First Corinthians chapter 7. 
and he talks about marriage and keeping their marriage vows. The Corinthians were wondering all about that because they were coming out of paganism, and they were married, a lot of them, to um, to non-believing spouses. And so Paul's telling them, keep their marriage vows. But then he goes on in the chapter to talk about live as you are called. And we know the Scripture says it's good to be married, but he also says it's good to be single as well. And you are a single mom. Um, and you do have a, a child, and so you live as you are called. Your your focus, your ministry right now is to your child. But I, I think that the desire, Paul talks about, you know, burning with passion, all those different things. So um, he, he talks about singleness being good. Then you're free to serve the Lord. You have responsibility with the child, um, and so I think, you live as you are called day by day. You just told me that you do have a desire one day to be married, but yeah. you want to you want to wait for that godly man to come along. That's going to come along, who's going to be able to lead you, provide for you in a godly way. And I think just waiting on the Lord, um, focusing on your ministry to your child, um, and just praying and trusting in Him. And, um, in, in, you know, just day by day, Lord, it's in your hands, but to wait, um, wait for, you know, there's a difference between Mr. Right and Mr. Right now. Yeah. (laughs) There is a big difference. And I always tell, um, you know, young ladies, um, here that you wait for that godly man to come along that's going to lead you, provide for you, um, we always pray for our daughters for that Boaz to come along. Yeah. Um, in, in the book of Ruth, here was a man of spiritual maturity. You know, he, he come and, you know, blessed be the Lord, he would say, and the workers responded, but he, he provided for Ruth. He protected her. He was a covering. He commended her. He was just a godly man. You wait for that godly man to come along. And, um, and and right now you're single. That's where God has you. Um, what happens a lot of time, I think, with single people, is loneliness can really take over. Yeah. And and that's a very real feeling. And in the loneliness, you can try to make something happen. There's a lot of ways you can try to find somebody or look for somebody. But you know, be be in fellowship, be growing in the Word be trusting in him, be praying, and live as you're called right now. So he'll let you know. So Okay. Um, you never know what All the right. Lord's going to do. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you never know. And I got married later in life. I, I thought maybe I was called to be single. Uh, I didn't know. Um, I was living in a house there in Black Forest. I was um, in a little cabin on 20 acres all by myself. I was 28 years old. And, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I, I was just going to church, just starting to serve the Lord, uh, growing in the Word. And all of a sudden, one day, I got a phone call uh, from somebody that was at church, and she wanted to know, you know, would you like to come over for dinner? And uh, we've been now married for almost 30 years. And um, so, my, you know, it all changed in one phone call. So you never know. But just wait on the Lord and look to Him and pray, 
and the Lord will show you and he'll give you a peace that rules in your heart, you know, and a peace that passes yeah. understanding. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Can I pray for you, Christina? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Father, I pray for my sister. She, she, she desires someday to be married. And Lord, if that's the case, that she would wait on you. And Lord, that she would, in the meantime, minister to her son, that you would just uh, help her to be the mom that you've called her to be. And Lord, it's hard being a single parent. And I, and I thank you for her call. And I just pray that you would provide for her and her son in every way. She would continue to grow and wait on you and trust in you. And, and Lord, right now you are her husband. And Lord, that she would have joy and satisfaction in that and fulfillment. And if you bless her with a man, with a husband someday, that she would just know that, it, that he would come from you, that he'd be a man of maturity and love, and, and um, just to take on the rules uh, of what you have called a husband to be, to provide. And Lord, I just pray that you would make it very clear to her. But in the meantime, that you would, uh, Lord, minister to Christina in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. Have a great day. You, you too, Christina. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, being married is good. Um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And then we also know that uh, being single is good. And for those of you who are single, Paul says the reason that it's good is because you can focus on serving him. And um, and you can do that. So um, the biggest problem can be, and the challenge is the loneliness that can come. And so wait on the Lord. Trust in him. Uh, look to him. And, um, and be wise. Um, as you're single, there's there's a lot of um, challenges that are out there. Culture says, you know, um, a lot of different things about dating, and um, you make sure that you are living in a way of purity and in wisdom and in a way that's pleasing the Lord. And listen, He'll bless you, and allow the Lord to be your satisfaction and fulfillment. And so that's my prayer uh, for all of you that are single out there. The Lord loves you. He, he knows what you're going through. Draw closer to Him and trust in Him and wait on Him. And that can be a hard thing in our spiritual lives um, to wait on the Lord. But we are told that as we wait on Him, He'll be gracious to us, Isaiah chapter 30. We also know that He'll be good to us, and He'll strengthen us, those of us who wait on the Lord. Matter of fact, I was reading, I'm going to read it to you from Isaiah um, chapter uh, uh, 40, and it's such a wonderful chapter. But you know the verse that says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up their wings like eagle, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And that's my prayer for you that perhaps are waiting on the Lord in any area of your life, that you just wait on Him, and He's going to strengthen you, and He's going to bless you. He's going to be gracious to you. And um, we need to learn to wait on the Lord, especially in this world that we're living in that's an instant world. We want things, you know, right away. And when we get in a hurry, that's when we can get ourselves into a place where God doesn't want us to, and we get impatient. So the wait on the Lord is something that is a good virtue for us as Christians to learn and to do. We are getting to the end of the show. Um, today, I want to thank everybody for calling in. It's been wonderful. 
and um, and it's such a privilege to be with you. But um, it, it's uh, a lot of things that uh, for us as Christians to consider, those of you who are listening, be a light to others, wait on the Lord, trust in the Lord in every way, uh, wherever you're at in life, and to know this, that if you're going through trials or difficulties, it's not a time to pull away from the Lord. It is a time to draw close to the Lord. And for you to be able to to continue in the Word of God, know that His Word is true for you, that He will be faithful to you, and, uh, and that you will see Him show Himself strong on your behalf, and His promises are true for you in every way. Keep growing in the Word of God. Be in fellowship. I want to encourage you, uh, while I just got a, a minute before you hear the music, that make sure that you're in a good, strong, Bible-believing church um, and that you're in fellowship with others because we need each other. We need to bless one another, to encourage one another, to pray for one another, to have those relationships. I'm so thankful for them, to be in a place where they're teaching you through the Bible and you're being, um, you know, just... Uh, you're you're growing in the Word of God and uh, excited about the Word of God, and that's what the early church did. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they continue steadfastly in the Word of God and in prayer and fellowship and breaking bread, and that's what we're to be about. Hey, thank you, everybody, for calling in and uh, for today's program. God bless you. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you next time. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.